This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Big Wednesday episode of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not defying Congress and refusing to testify behind closed doors. No, ma'am, Hunter Biden is. He should be behind bars. Very well could be held in contempt. We'll tell you what direction that's going to go in. Battle and Bill Hemmer joining us in this hour to break down the Hunter standoff, plus Greg Stubbe, a superstar member of the House of Representatives, weighs in on today's impeachment inquiry vote against Joe Biden. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Very well is. 888-788-9910. If you want to weigh in, this is not a show where you need to agree with the host. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. You could be a Libertarian. You could be an Independent. You're a member of the Whig Party. You could be a furry. <laughs> I, I mean it. You could be anything you want. You could be one of the girlfriends of the guys in Hamas. Doesn't matter. All we ever ask is that you don't be a Boom. There it is. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I am uh, in a peppy mood. A little caffeinated right now. Why? Because tickets are going on sale all over the country this week for my upcoming tour dates, some of which are makeup dates in Idaho Falls and Helena, Montana. We're also returning to the Crest Theater in Sacramento, uh, the Federal Way Performing Arts Center, which we sold out last year as well. And we'll be down on March 9th at Ponte Vedre uh, down there in Florida. Uh, All of this information and all of these tickets will be available for purchase at foxacrossamerica.com this coming Friday. Love to be a part of that, but let's cut right to the chase, because if we're being honest... The real show today is being put on by Hunter Biden in Washington, D.C. Hunter's a dirtbag. Now, let me just get you up to speed on where we are. If you're listening to the show for the first time, uh, I'll make this quick, okay? I don't do a conservative talk show. I am unapologetically conservative. I work at Fox News. But this is not a conservative talk show. It is very much, okay, an American talk show. And all I mean by that is you don't have to agree with me to tune in, okay? You don't have to agree with me to be a friend of the program. I just want to have honest conversations about the direction the country is going in. I'm confident enough in my ideas that I don't need to belittle anyone or chase away anyone who might disagree with me. So if you have a counterpoint to what I'm saying, believe me, by all means, you're welcome on the show, 888-788-9910, okay? That being said. If we're going to talk about a greater good, if we're going to talk about the direction the country's going in, very simple, okay? The headline here, just so you know if you're following the Hunter Biden story, and I'm going to take you back a second, is they interfered. They interfered in the 2020 election. Correct the mundo. How can I say that? Because Hunter Biden has just been indicted on criminal charges in California for tax evasion, okay, stemming from business dealings 
we were told in the run-up to the 2020 election these business dealings did not exist. That's not right. And I'm not talking about Joe Biden lying, a politician lying. That's pretty par for the course. A politician gets out there and says that. What I'm telling you is the Department of Justice, intelligence officials, they went to work with three weeks to go in the 2020 election, drafted a letter telling the American public you cannot talk. I know it's supposed to be a democracy, but you as voters don't have the right to talk about Hunter Biden's business dealings because they don't actually exist. (laughs) Now the guy's under criminal indictment facing 42 years in prison for the very business dealings that we were told did not exist. Do you understand that alone is criminal? That alone is interfering in the legitimacy of the 2020 election. They had their thumb on the scale. But now what we have going on in Congress today is Hunter, of course, was subpoenaed to testify behind closed doors. If you've heard Jim Jordan on the show, if you've heard James Comer on the show, the reason they want him behind closed doors first is they want to get him on record without any of the theatrics. They want his version of the story under oath, at which point they then have public testimony and they can challenge some of his statements with evidence. Okay, this is not a court trial. Okay, this is a discussion where telling the truth does hold legal ramifications. Hunter doesn't want to invoke the Fifth Amendment today because it looks like he has something to hide, given that he's just been criminally indicted. He could technically go, hey, I'm indicted. I'm part of an ongoing trial. I have the right not to incriminate myself here. But they're trying to keep up appearances and be defiant. A team of strategists got together behind closed doors and said, all right, this is the move. We're going to go full Jussie Smollett. Do you remember how Jussie Smollett said he was beat up? by some Nigerian brothers who were wearing MAGA hats. They poured bleach over him and said this was MAGA country at 2 in the morning when he was walking to Subway to get a sandwich in a blizzard. You are so full of sh- Everyone knew that, including the brothers who quickly came forward and were like, yeah, uh, to the I happen to know these guys now because they've been a part of you know the White House Correspondents' Dinner with me. I've seen them here on Fox Nation. But the story, if you follow the documentary, is he wasn't getting his contract renewed at Empire. Okay, so he faked a hate hoax, thinking it would make him a victim, a sympathetic figure, and ultimately get him renewed, get him a promotion. It's the same strategy the Bidens are invoking. Like Jussie Smollett, they've been outed by the evidence. Biden said, what? I've never talked to my son about his business dealings. (laughs) Then he said, I've never talked to his business partners. (laughs) The laptop's not real. (laughs) This goes on for about a month. Okay, the evidence directly contradicts the lie we're being told. But now in the face of all of that evidence, they're pulling a Jussie Smollett and defiantly saying, I didn't do anything. This is an attack. It's a scam. They're trying to make me look bad. And that's exactly what Hunter Biden did on the Hill today. So here's Hunter Biden going in. Okay, shows up to Capitol Hill. Guns blazing. Hunter's here. He's got nothing to hide. You know, other than the fact that the Obama Treasury Department flagged their business dealings 157 times. Think about that. Joe Biden served as Barack Obama's vice president for eight years. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And during that time, Barack Obama's Treasury Department flagged the Biden business entities 157 times. Tell them like it is. Okay, understand, they don't do that because they want to send them a note of congratulations because they sold a lot of Girl Scout cookies. Okay, they do that because they seem to be selling influence with our direct competitors around the globe, some of which are our foreign enemies like China and Russia. So understand, we have the bank records. We have 96 shell companies that the Bidens were moving their money through. 
We also have two of Hunter Biden's business partners on record by name under oath saying that Hunter was selling access to Joe Biden. Are you the big man, Joe? That business partners said he was, okay, under legal constraints of testimony. So when Hunter Biden gets on the Hill today and starts saying, oh, it's shameless, witch hunt, they're going after my dad. <laughs> Clown show. But here it is. Congratulations. You got a front row seat. Clip one. There is no fairness or decency in what these Republicans are doing. They have lied over and over about every aspect of my personal and professional life. So much so that their lies have become the false facts believed by too many people. No matter how many times it is debunked, they continue to insist that my father's support of Ukraine against Russia is the result of a non-existent bribe. They displayed naked photos of me during an oversight hearing. And they have taken the light of my dad's love, the light of my dad's love for me, and presented it as darkness. They have no shame. That was embarrassing. Okay, and what is Hunter Biden trying to do? He's trying to frame himself as an innocent victim of a Republican attack machine. You gotta do better than that. You gotta do much better than that. Because understand, okay, we have a lot of grace when it comes to addiction, okay? We understand it can strike anybody in any family from any walk of life. We're not mad at Hunter because he's a crackhead, okay? We're mad because a crackhead with no background in energy wound up getting tens of millions of dollars from foreign entities that we're trying to do business with our country while his father was the vice president crafting policy when it came to our interactions with those countries. And when he conflates, they say, my dad only supports Ukraine because of a bribe. That's not the accusation here. Okay, the accusation here is that they brought in tens of millions of dollars lobbying us on behalf of foreign governments while the dad was vice president. He's not being accused of doing anything as president. This is about what he had previously done, which is what's going to make impeachment so precarious. Most of these crimes were committed when Hunter Biden, okay, was the son of the vice president. Okay, that's the legal treachery. That's the uphill battle that I think will, you know, become a challenge in today's impeachment inquiry hearings. And we're going to discuss it with Greg Stubbe in the second hour of the show. But with Hunter Biden in saying, like, they're going after my dad, the love of the light of my life, Ukraine, it's been debunked. It hasn't been debunked. That's the point. They're using the buzzwords that allow their side to tune out the person. Oh, it's been debunked. Oh, oh, it's Republicans demonizing. Okay, guys, here's a newsflash. Republicans don't need help destroying the Joe Biden presidency. The guy is polling behind ISIS. He's the least popular president in the history of our country. The reason this is a story, the reason there's an impeachment inquiry for Biden today, the reason there's testimony for Hunter today, is Hunter, although he didn't mention it in any of these uh, sound bites I'm playing you, broke the law. Okay, he was about to plead guilty to breaking the law under a plea deal that would also somehow absolve him of something called future crimes. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Future crimes. And the judge saw it and was like, no, this isn't real. Like, I have to have some self-respect. I get a lot of us have to be in the tank for the Bidens. They're part of the establishment. But I'm not letting this kid sign a plea deal that absolves him of future crimes. You know, if you go to traffic court, and they're like, all right, we got your speed. You did 72 and a 50. You can plead it down to failure to use your blinker, and I'll let you out of here with a fine. 
Okay, if you say to the guy, oh, by the way, can you also give me immunity against vehicular manslaughter from the next night? They're going to rip up your plea deal. They're going to go, oh, this guy's got something to hide. That's true. That is true. Hunter Biden, okay, was negotiating and pleading guilty to crimes, a felony gun charge. Okay, tax evasion charges. He was guilty of a crime. He was getting a sweetheart deal that would absolve him of that as well as additional crimes, which very well makes it sound like the fix was in because we're going to give you a report in the next hour in which two IRS officials were told and did testify under oath to the House that Joe Biden was off limits. You can investigate the son. You cannot investigate any leads pertaining to Joe Biden. Does that sound like a legitimate investigation? The answer would be no. Does it sound like we debunked the Biden uh, influence peddling machine? The answer would be no. Understand, okay, when they're arguing a point that isn't a real one, okay, when they're arguing a point that isn't a real one, it's because they're completely full of Here is Hunter, part two. These same committee chairmen have engaged in unprecedented political interference in what would have already been a five-year investigation of me. Yet, here I am, Mr. Chairman, taking up your offer. When you said we can bring these people in for depositions or committee hearings, whichever they choose. Well, I've chosen. I am here to testify at a public hearing today to answer any of the committee's legitimate questions. Republicans do not want an open process where Americans can see their tactics, expose their baseless inquiry, or hear what I have to say. What are they afraid of? I'm here. I'm ready. This guy's a serious ass. Now, why did they do that? They did that because a group of strategists got together behind closed doors and they were like, how do we handle this? Okay, we told the American people there was no business, didn't have a business, didn't have a laptop. It was all made up Russian stuff. Now he's facing 42 years in prison for tax evasion. He spent (laughs) Biden likes to tell you the rich need to pay their fair share. The rich Bidens didn't pay their fair share. They owe the IRS millions of dollars. The guy has been indicted. It's real. So the strategists got together and they were like, I don't know, do we own it and just try to win the trial? And they were like, no, we'll just tell our side the whole thing's made up. Give them something to run with. Let them invest in their anger. Let's let this perpetual fight for political power divide the country further in the name of keeping us on top. That's what they're doing. They're shameless, disgusting people. Now, that talking point is designed to let cable news anchors on the left Go, look, Hunter has nothing to hide. He wants to testify in public. And they can say that. Why? Because they know it's not going to happen. The subpoena directly subpoenas him for private testimony. And believe me, they want him to ultimately testify in public once they have him on record-taking positions that can then be challenged in public. Okay? There is a process to how they're doing this, number one. But number two, this is not designed in terms of Hunter Biden's team and the media crisis management crew that they're probably paying $10 million to get them through this. They're just giving Democrats ammunition to go on offense. Hey, it's a scam. It's been debunked. Republicans are bad. Let's get them.
But every one of you circus clowns who works in liberal media, every one of you is failing the country today, failing the country. Why? Because these people lied. We interfered with an election. We know that. Whether Hunter goes to jail, whether we find out if there's a video where Biden actually gets a bag of money that says, from Ukraine, help us out, and it's cash. Okay, that's not coming. They wired the money through 96 shell companies, which no legitimate entity does. Okay, we know they were moving money with something to hide based on how they moved it. But the bigger point is we were told in the run-up to an election we, we could not even talk about this. Or How dare you? You ain't talking about this. What's wrong with you? Okay, this story is not real. And now he's on trial faced in 42 years. He shows up to Capitol Hill, gives you a talking point. And everybody's going to rally behind that on the left. Why? Okay, because it's more important to root for the party than it is for the country. And that's how you end up with no country at all. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving and supportive family. I'm proud to have earned degrees from Georgetown University and Yale Law School. I'm proud of my legal career and business career. I'm proud of my time serving on a dozen different boards of directors. And I'm proud of my efforts to forge global business relationships. Shut up! Will you shut up? Hunter is proud. I'm proud of the work I've done. <laughs> Strategists got together and they were like, no, no, lean in. We'll tell them it's a good thing. They're so bad instinctively. They're so bad. Do you remember when Biden had the Afghan troop withdrawal and Joe Biden took the troops out ahead of the civilians? That's Use your common sense. It was weapons-grade stupid. And we turned on the news to see people flinging babies over barbed wire fences trying to get their children out of Afghanistan, knowing that whoever caught them could give them a better life than the one they'd have in Afghanistan. And the Biden crisis management team was like, hey, we'll get on TV and we'll say it's successful. And that's what they did. And that's what they're doing here. All right, we're indicted. We're facing 42 years. Okay, they've outed us for lying about the laptop. I've got it. We'll get out there on TV and we'll say this is actually a good day for the family. My goodness gracious. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. 
That's shopify.com slash system. It's America's life coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Is it ever? And America's life coach has just escaped a Fox Town Hall uh, where we wrapped up the year that was gave out some awards for the spotlight winners, the staffers behind the scene to make the magic happen. The one thing about Fox News that you can't say enough on the air is uh, the people you see on TV are quarterbacks, but we can't win championships without having the best offensive line in the business. And I think our next guest, co-host of America's Newsroom, uh, would be the first one to admit, we got a hell of an offensive line here at Fox, Bill Hemmer. They they can open some holes. (laughs) I mean, you want your your guard to pull, right? (laughs) You want you want to go um, onside line? There was there was a Super Bowl where Phil Simms, I believe, he yeah. was he was twenty one for twenty four because his uh-huh. average drop back he had like four and a half minutes to throw the ball. He was like he need a hot dog, yeah. call his mom, right. complete a pass to Mark uh-huh. Bavaro. That's us. We're yeah. pretty spoiled That's here. Right. So right. this morning was the Fox News Spotlight Awards. Hemmer, of course, individually uh, gives you a little report on each person, and I want to tell you a moment of genuine introspection I had. Uh, you were honoring a particular winner, and you showed some of her social media posts, which, of course, were flattering. Mm, yes. But I turned to Janice Dean next to me, and I'm like, imagine he surfed my feed. <laughs> like, there's, like, there's probably yeah. a 2017 Jimmy Fallon doing a keg stand in a taxi or something. Uh-huh. But uh, I'd, they- I'd actually like to see that. <laughs> uh, I love that you're acting like you but, haven't. But by, the, right, but, kid, but by the way, Senator John Glenn uh, mm. wrote those. Yes. So, is that and, true? And, yeah, and he produced those. Yeah, he is. Uh, so he does. He does that every year for yeah. us. So when you're talking about the offensive line mm-hmm. and how we get assists from the uh, yes, from Glenn the folks who work it. here with us, Glenn crushes it. Even he yeah. even had a few lines in the prompter for old Jimmy Fallon because we had to MC. Uh, oh yeah, cool. a gift wrapping competition. Now, can I give you a little insight into my process? You may. So today at the Foxtown Hall, you guys, we've got the people who run the company, the tippy top. Jay and Suzanne yeah. are engaged in a gift wrapping competition. They're each on either side. Now you would think for you know self preservation. Okay, you, you, the you, right thing to do is hand it to the boss lady and get course. out of there with the win. That's right. But here, I want here's you to know your scissors. This, I'll cut your tape. <laughs> this is what happens to me, though. This is true. Okay, as the guy I'm seeing it and judging it, I genuinely want to call a fair fight. So I was watching this thing, and I was like, good, Jimmy, you're not going to do this, are you? Are you going to give this to Wallace? Jimmy, you're going to be driving a cab in an hour. <laughs> and I found the metric to credibly give them victory. You want to know what happened? No, tell me. Packages completed. They beat the Suzanne team, beat the J team three to two, only because, and this is interesting, you know how they say football is a game of inches? Yeah. Kilmeade, who exceeded expectations uh, as he was finishing his final package, chose to go the extra mile and put a bow around it. Oh. It precluded him from finishing in regulation. Uh-huh. They lose three to two. A credible win. Wow. A credible so maybe win. quality uh-huh. points should have gone to uh, Kilmeade. You, <laughs> you got to, you understand, uh-huh. I'm, you know, if I'm seeing a gift wrapping competition, yeah. in my head it's sponsored by DraftKings. <laughs> I want legitimate bets here. <laughs> I don't want to rig this thing, Hammer. I so like there, it. There was a lot of integrity, and, and you did a great job. It's good it stuff. Fun. By the way, the, mm-hmm. the folks who, did, who did really, really deserved the award today mm-hmm. was the lighting crew. Oh, absolutely. Everything. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, uh, come on. Let's be honest. They were showing. But, Jimmy, where would we be without that lighting team? I mean, I have? would be at Hands in Section uh, 9 right. taking people's orders. I'd be driving your cab. <laughs> 
That's what you think. They gotta, I, I've I, seen you on the weekends. I, I no gotta, promises there. I got to have the sucker back by <laughs> 5 p.m. It's a 5 to 5. I got it. The way a cab drive wor- driving uh-huh. shift works is 12 hours, right? Yeah, you split it in half. So okay. the 5A to 5P or the 5P to Just, 5A. Did you like 5A or like 5P? I liked, I liked 5A, and I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, there is a little less traffic at night. I will grant you that. But during the day, nobody throws up in your camp. You know, because everybody's for the most part. Is that really the reason? That's one of the metrics. The other metric is, for real, as a creative, the days are actually better in terms of backseat entertainment. And Uh the reason being is anybody can get in your cab at 3 in the morning, half in the bag, but it takes a real winner to jump in at 9 (laughs) a.m. And that's where the stories happen. Now, this person's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, you got a time traveler in the backseat. Where have you been? Yeah, please tell. Please tell me I'm taking notes. Thank you. Now, it wouldn't be a conversation about substance abuse if we didn't uh, pivot towards Hunter (laughs) Biden. Hey-o, a segue. With a half a joke for the listener. Uh, so in the great movie Fargo, okay, uh, one of my favorite scenes of That's all time, Frances McDormand, who of course, is playing yeah. Margie, the sheriff, uh, and she's trying to interview the Bill Macy character, William Lundergaard, about the missing cars on the lot and his potential involvement in this murder. And uh, William H. Macy famously says, I'll be right back, and you just hear a car peel out, at which point Margie goes, he's fleeing the interview. He's fleeing the interview. Hunter Biden fled the interview. Yes, he did. He Very fled good. the interview. Like in a that. Cutlass Sierra with no like VIN that. number on you, it. You doing Gutfeld tonight? Not tonight. Because I'm if you were, I would give him that idea. <laughs> that, that's, too, that's a good one. That's too top shelf. So, um, whew, you want me to address this? Well, I want to get a take on one thing. Okay. Yes. I think... The idea of – I think what they should have done is given the testimony, the reason being is they're about to go home for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And whatever this is, however, whatever might leak out of it, whatever might be framed in a way that the Democrats aren't happy about, is still about to wash back out with the tide of Christmas and New Year's, and we'll see you in six weeks. Mm-hmm. Now we basically just got a sizzle reel for yeah. where we're going to pick up six weeks from it's now. It's very interesting. So um, this here is a calendar of the major – Election moments for the primary season okay. on the Republican side. Mm-hmm. In between are the times that Trump is in court. Oh. And it's a e- lot. Every day. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that's going to be happening. Yep. And I don't know if that concludes in six months. Probably not. Probably yeah, goes the entire dream. year. I've been watching these poll numbers. I, this is not empirical evidence here. I'm just telling you Trump's not campaigning. Yeah. He's not doing it. Nope. He'll do a rally once a week, but he's, he, yeah. he's not campaigning. Mm-hmm. And the numbers just keep going higher. Yep. And what is he doing? He's, sh- he's showing up in court. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a correlation? Probably. Yep. I can't prove it. Mm-hmm. But if these court appearances keep happening, what's going to happen to his numbers? Yeah. Higher and higher. If if DeSantis drops out, where do his supporters go? Probably Trump. Conversely, uh-huh. you're going to have Republicans in the House holding as many hearings as they possibly can. Yep. They're going to subpoena Hunter Biden. I don't know if he appears yeah. or if he defies it or if he goes and he sits down and pleads the, the fifth. fifth. But ultimately, I, I mean, I think Joe Biden is the Democratic nominee. Okay. I think right now can't prove it that Donald Trump will probably be the Republican You think we're going to get nominee. the rematch? I think we're going to have the rematch. And, and if I'm right, mm-hmm. you're going to have a battle. Between the RNC and the DNC saying, Jimmy, your guy is dirtier than my guy. (laughs) And the entire election Uh will hinge on that theme. You're talking about in horse racing, they say you've got to be a mutter. You've got to be able to run on a sloppy track. 
this is a mutter race. This is one of those yeah. Kentucky derbies mm-hmm. where you, you bought the fancy hat, but it's right. a driving rainstorm. Right. So, you know, we study this stuff, right? Uh-huh. And I, uh, I, mean, I, I personally think that I think the, I think the Democratic Party has had Silicon Valley wired. Yeah. Not all the time, but of the last 12, arguably, to 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Republicans are good at it at all. Mm-mm. And if they don't get better, they're going to get smoked again. That's a good point. And so I, th- I think you need to watch those two stories as we move through 2024. The digital battle. Bill Hemmer is in studio making it look easy. It is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. When By I, the way, can um, I say, are we done? Yeah. No, anything you got, go ahead. Uh, how, how many minutes do we have? Oh, we got like, we can, we can go another eight if we got Can if we I want. tell you? Mm-hmm. Uh, were you going to move to another topic? No, no, God. We just, we, the way me and you do this, it's like Chuck so Berry. You just, who, who's Tommy DeVito? Oh, I know. Who is he? Okay. I follow the sport and did not know he was playing. It's such a great story. So the Giants decided they can't get a Super Bowl ring, so they're going to get a pinky ring instead. Uh-huh. That's essentially <laughs> where we're going <laughs> with his mafioso-looking agent, who we love. Uh, Tommy DeVito, an unsigned free agent, went to Don Bosco in Jersey. and uh, Oh, good school. 27, nicknamed Tommy Cutlets because he lives at home with his mom and said he likes the free laundry and the chicken cutlets. Uh, where did he go to college? Uh, he went, oh, I know this. Mikey knows as a giant, yeah, Syracuse. Okay. And wasn't a starter, though, right, Mikey? Yeah, I mean, he didn't start at Syracuse. He didn't start for at the Orange Syracuse. And now he's starring in a Disney movie. But you understand, <laughs> as fans of the sport, the way this goes yeah, keep going. is uh, this guy either wins his next three, they somehow take a wild card to the playoffs and we get a Disney movie out of it, uh, right. or he's out of the league in two months and or we never this, talk about or him this again. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here's my Great take story, on it. I just think that this, the reason why the NFL is America's game yep. is because of guys like Tommy DeVito mm-hmm. and – before this season started, you had some amazingly talented quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Not everywhere, but pretty close Big to Big names. It. Half of them are hurt. Yep. Some of them aren't coming back this year. Some of them are going to fight to be back on the field. It probably is not a good decision. Yeah, but shouldn't. That's an Aaron Rodgers right there. Uh, agreed on that, too. Yep. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not convinced that that necessarily is going to happen just yep. yet. But that to the side. When you have undrafted, free agent, no names who come out of nowhere off a practice squad, put on a helmet, run on the field, and lead your team to victory. The entire city is like, my man. (laughs) It's so good. Right? I mean, you were talking about Rocky Three before we came out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Rocky One, bro. (laughs) And it is true because— Tommy DeVito, Jake Browning. These are amazing American stories, and that's why the sport captures the imagination of millions and will continue to. Amen, Bill Hammer. Because you look at it this way. A year ago, Tommy DeVito was closer to being in the stands, you know, tailgating at a game yeah. than he was to starting for the Giants. Right. And then you get this miraculous turnaround. And what really makes it so magical is you're a fan of the NFL and you have an understanding and a grasp of just the magnitude of how big this animal is. So you know what I did over the weekend, mm. which I've never done before? Mm. I took my brother Mike. It was his 50th birthday par- uh, present. We went to Jerry World and we watched the Cowboys play the Eagles. And it was such a it was Sunday night football. Yeah. And it was such a surreal experience because Cowboy fans classy. They're some of the sweetest people around. But 
but they get up for the Eagles. Uh-huh. They don't like the right, Eagles. Right, right. So there was a lot of heat and the, in that those stadium. Those waters run deep. 105,000 screaming lunatics. <laughs> and to understand that a guy could walk in off the street, okay, and be at the helmet, you know, be in the, in the huddle for one of those, it yeah. really is a magical NFL thing. Yeah. Because quarterback specifically. Abs- a thousand percent. In the modern era, quarterback is a, is a sports descriptor is the closest thing we have to what the heavyweight champion of the world was probably 80, 80 years ago, mm-hmm. 60, 70 years ago. When you were the heavyweight champ in the Joe Lewis era, the 30s, 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. into the Marciano era, into the Ali era, the heavyweight championship had a panache. Okay, if you yeah. are a Super Bowl-winning franchise quarterback, yeah. there's a panache there right. that I think is unique to the sport. Very right? good. Ali, Leon Spinks. Leon Spinks! I mean, when, when those fights were on TV back in the day... People watched. Yes. Well, I'll tell you one thing I think boxing did wrong really quick since we're going anywhere. Uh, Boxing, Mm -hmm. taking the sport exclusively to pay-per-view and cable was very lucrative. But they lost a lot of casual fans who used to watch. A thousand percent. Do you know how many times Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali actually fought on, like, wide world of sports? Yeah. Like, 25 each. So they were household names before you started paying 40 bucks, 80 bucks, and now 150 bucks to watch them. that's right. When Tyson went to pay-per-view, he fought Michael Spinks, 87. They fought in Atlantic City at the Boardwalk Convention okay, Center. keep going. There was a young casino promoter by the name of Donald Trump uh, in ah, the ring. Ah, look at you. Don King, of course, staging the promotion. Of course, with the Cleveland, Ohio. Of the King Big Vision time. crown in the ring. Yeah. And that was the 91-second knockout for a fight we had paid thirty nine ninety five for on pay-per-view. It was uh-huh. the first time we had ever done that as boxing fans. There first were, time. There were close. Fights over. Yeah, 91 you, seconds. Oh, my God. Pass the guacamole. Let, let me ask you this. Hey. So the night that Tyson fought Buster Douglas. Oh, yeah. Was that pay-per-view? That was HBO it, because it was a throwaway fight because it was a, it, it was, was Japan. It was in Japan. Uh, they fought really late at night because of the time zone difference okay. to make it work here. So it was cable. Yes, it was HBO, though. Right. He so had, you had to pay a little more. Yes. He had beat Spanx, but you had to at least be subscribing to that. They didn't have betting odds on that fight in most Vegas casinos. Mm-hmm. I remember the Larry Merchant line. It's in my brain for the rest of my life. I was in sixth grade for that, but I grew yeah. up in a big boxing house. We watched yeah. a lot of boxing. And uh, James Murphy. What year was that? Was that 89? Uh, t- uh, 87? Him, him against Buster Douglas. No, 87 was the video game. I believe it was 89. 89? Yeah. Uh, so let me give you this. He goes, uh, the only thing I can tell you about James Buster Douglas is he has a dog named Shakespeare. <laughs> and then Lampley goes, well, I have a feeling Mr. Douglas could be starring in a tragedy tonight here in Japan. <laughs> really? And he won the fight. That's pretty good. That's why you watch, though. That's I, why you watch. I was visiting my sister at Bowling Green State University. Oh, BG. We, we went into a bar, mm-hmm. standing room only, because we're waiting for Tyson to knock oh, yep. somebody's head off. This will be over in a minute. Right. <laughs> and we were all stunned. I go back to my part-time sports producer job in Cincinnati, wow. Ohio, and they say Buster Douglas is coming home. He lived in Columbus. <laughs> I remember that. We drove up to Columbus, and we waited for the plane to hit the tarmac. Good. That's amazing. And thousands of people were there to say, welcome home, champ. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about a rocky moment, though. Yeah. Buster Douglas, the Tommy DeVito. That, you, that's right. The Jake Browning. That is so incredible. Do you but know who Jake Browning is? Give me the Jake Browning story. I feel <laughs> this like is, I know it. This is inc- you, you are making the point. This is great. Yeah. Jake Browning has been on the practice squad for the Cincinnati oh, Bengals yeah, okay. yep. for three and a half years. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. This year, gets hurt. he had yeah. a total of one pass attempt, zero completions. Burrow gets hurt. Yep. 
He's won two of the last three. Do you want to know how you took I'm me? I'm just saying. You want to know how you took me for a ride on this? Minnesota this weekend. Here's a professional broadcaster. Just This is a media moment that we should have off the air, okay? Because okay. you're always looking out for your man, okay? Uh-huh. You being a Reds fan, I thought there was an off chance you were telling me a Tom Browning story. Uh-huh. And I was just going to nod along because, heaven forbid, you were tra- crashing the car. I wasn't going to call you out on it. Yeah. How about that, Hammer? Who loves you, pal? <laughs> That's pretty Jake Browning, good. Burrow's backup. I yeah, it's gotcha. great. Phenomenal and, story. And someday I'll give you the amazing story of, of Tom, Tom Browning. He threw a perfect game. His perfect game. Uh, the point it's Hem- a good one. The point Hammer and I are trying to make is there's so many different ways you can enjoy the holidays this year, but classic sports moments and, of course, <laughs> current sports moments. Yeah. One of the best forms of pure escapism we have in this life, okay? Right. The last time you're on this holiday season – We'll get a music recommendation. But in the meantime, go watch some sports highlights. Can you co-sign that? I dig it. Excellent work. Bill Hemmer. Thank you, bro. Back after this. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Oh, yes, it is. Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Bill Hammer just in and out of the studio talking mostly sports, but he gave me some good concrete political analysis along the way. Hammer says, based on what he knows as the guy who works the big board here at Fox, as the guy who studied presidential campaigns and covered them on the front lines for the better part of three decades, he says we're getting a rematch between Trump and Biden. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 The bigger takeaway, though, because we pivoted into sports, because polling actually is reflective of that sound clip I just played. 75% of Americans don't want this rematch. They don't want to watch this again because it's going to be ugly. And it's obviously going to be a race to the bottom in terms of who can convince the other side their candidate is worse in terms of the law and corruption and everything in between. Not a great look for America. That being said, something that kind of crystallized in my head as Hemmer was talking is that by throwing Donald Trump in court every day, the Democrats are doing him a favor. And the reason I say that is, yes, they've weaponized the justice system against him in an unprecedented matter that I consider to be dangerous and and a bad look for our country. But the fact that he's not out there in the public eye day in and day out saying a lot of potential things that are, you know, Trump has a penchant from time to time to miss the strike zone, you know, every once in a while, you know. You love his policies. He makes you laugh. And then he goes, Mika Brzezinski showed up to my house bleeding badly from a facelift. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And you're like, what the hell did he just say? (laughs) And it's one of those deals where instead of Trump, the politician, trying to convince people to vote Trump, it'll be Trump the policy. People will be contrasting Trump's policies against that of Joe Biden. And that's a problem for Joe Biden. Biden sucks. Exactly. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And here we go. Big hour coming up on Fox.
Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with Republican Representative Greg Stubbe from the great state of Florida. He is a part of today's big Joe Biden impeachment inquiry vote. The House getting together right now, discussing evidence, discussing next possible steps. And what they, of course, will be reacting to the fact that Hunter Biden was supposed to testify today under oath and decided to flee the interview and defy the subpoena instead. That's just how white folks will do you. That is how he did us. 888-788-9910 if you want to help me discuss this thing. Also the phone number if you don't want to help me discuss it. Maybe you saw me on the Ingram angle last night and you're just like, you're a slob and you just want to call in and get that off your chest. That's fine. Uh, All are welcome. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a Hey, if you're looking for a last second Christmas present, by the way, go buy my book. Uh, it is Cancel Culture Dictionary, an A to Z guide to winning the war on fun. It is at foxnewsbooks.com. Uh, and if you do like reading in a third grade level, you really are going to love this book. I say that a lot because I mean that a lot. I write the way I communicate on the radio, okay? This is not like a character. You can't fake this level of mediocrity. I'm just a regular, plain-spoken dude giving you the world as I see it. The reason I welcome dissent and I don't, you know, chase people off the show if they disagree with me is because I'm not one of these idiots who walks around thinking he's right about everything, okay? I lock my keys in the brain and my keys in the car twice a year, okay? I don't want to be in charge of the democracy. I barely deserve to be in charge of this show, but that I am. So buckle up, Buttercup, because we got a big hour coming our way. So as Hunter skips town today, defies the subpoena. They could hold him in contempt. They might not. Congress is going home this week. Okay, they're going home for six weeks. They're in recess. When they come back, it will be a new house. Okay, new people will be sworn in. The math will change. The characters will change ever so slightly. And they'll be working with a very slim majority in deciding what to do with Joe Biden. What we're essentially watching play out right now in D.C., For anyone still paying attention, I know some of you already hit the holiday party circuit. Some of you are shopping. And God love you. Every one of you who's unplugged from this mess, because it is that. It is a mess. But essentially what we're watching is the trailer, the trailer for the next season of, of, of America. I mean, for all intents and purposes. So with Hunter going home and defying the subpoena, that means that story just hangs over our head for the next six weeks. The Biden impeachment inquiry, if in fact it comes to a vote and they launch one, They then go home, and there's really nothing for the next six weeks. So a lot of this, in terms of what we're going to learn by the end of the day today, will serve as nothing more than a coming attraction for next year. Okay? One of the key nuggets that you'll see in the trailer is that according—this is fascinating to me— okay, to the new testimony from two IRS agents— Uh, IRS whistleblowers Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler testified December 5th before the House Ways and Means Committee and described how they weren't allowed to look into leads potentially implicating a guy by the name of Joe Biden. That's not right. Okay, they were told, okay, that any questions that might have led to former Vice President Biden were kind of off the table. So you understand the investigation into Hunter, which is, of course, an investigation into Biden, was being blocked at the highest levels of our government. Bingo, man. Bingo. 
Okay, and the reason I harp on this, a lot of you guys are like, hey, man, it's Christmas. I just want to know how I can afford gifts. I want to know how I can put gas in my car. I want to know how we can secure the border so we stop spending all our tax dollars on people coming into this country illegally. Yes, we're a country built on immigration, but we're built on legal immigration. Okay, I know you have more pressing concerns than the Biden hunter thing, but there's a lot of people who listen to the show because I am a very easy hang. And what I mean by that is they don't find me or my ideas threatening uh, because I go so far out of my way to make sure they aren't. There's a lot of liberals that listen to the show. There's a lot of people that come up to me at my stand-up shows. They're like, hey, man, I, you know, I hate Fox or I hate the Republicans, but I listen to you because, like, I could tell you kind of just call them balls and strikes. And by the way, that accent, those are the women. Those are, those are the women, but I kid. The point is, okay, I harp on this because they interfered in the 2020 election, and we have to know that. That matters. Everybody who tells you we're protecting democracy, okay, are the ones destroying democracy. When you interfere in an election, you tell us this story, we're not allowed to discuss it. First of all, who, who asked you? Okay, the First Amendment is we'll discuss whatever the hell we want. But we were denied the right in the public square to discuss the Hunter Biden story. And they not only told us it was off limits and demanded that news networks don't cover it, demanded that papers don't cover it, demanded that social media platforms don't let it happen. Okay, as it turns out, that thing they swore up and down and sideways was made up, debunked Russian information, uh, wound up being completely and totally 100 percent true. Oh, wow. Okay, let me read you some of these excerpts because they're fascinating. Okay, they're fascinating in the sense that they give you some real insight into what investigators were doing. This is testimony. From two IRS whistleblowers, two guys, by the way, who are as decorated as they come when it comes to foreign launder, money laundering, influence peddling schemes. This is the 18. OK, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler are a part of an investigatory unit that is considered the number one unit we have. So when you tell me, oh, Republicans are destroying faith in our institutions, Trump is destroying faith in our institutions, the Democrats are telling us this is a shameless political ploy in an effort to undermine the sworn testimony of the top investigatory team we have when it comes to tax fraud and international business transactions. With the game on the line, okay, with the game on the line, we want them to have the ball. That's the play. Do you remember when the 98 NBA Finals, Michael Jordan, the Utah Jazz, okay, they clear out and it's just Jordan with the ball at the top of the key. And he's got Byron Russell guarding him one-on-one. Doesn't end good. He might have shoved off on that last shot he hit. But understand, everyone in the arena knew, okay, clock's winding down. There's one guy we want taking this shot. Okay, if America is out of timeouts, we're trailing by one, there's three seconds to go, and we need two guys to hit a shot when it comes to tax investigations, we're giving the ball to Shapley and Ziegler. They're the A-team. That's who was on this case. Here's what they said, sworn under oath. Okay. IRS whistleblower Shapley and Ziegler testified December 5th for the House Ways and Means Committee and described how they weren't allowed to look into leads potentially implicating Joe Biden. Here's the pull quote. Well, That's the complex part about this is at the end of the day, any questions that might have led to former vice president, they were kind of off the table. Ziegler testified in response to questioning from Republican Georgia Representative Drew Ferguson. Ziegler also told Ferguson under oath 
Questions that I wanted to ask weren't asked. And if those questions led to the former vice president, they weren't asked in defiance of a normal investigative process. Shapley told lawmakers the same story and specifically mentioned the infamous, quote, 10 held by H for the big guy remark by James Gilliar, one of Hunter Biden's business associates. James Gilliar, in a May 2017 email, in that chain, he, he wrote in an email chain that was on Hunter's abandoned laptop that the business deal specifically cut out 10 held by H for the big guy. H being Hunter, the big guy being Joe. Okay, these are Hunter's business partners. These are not people that have come forward now in the aftermath. These are people that were remarking to emails that were sent then. These aren't new emails. Like, oh, the Republicans got to these guys. And we're like, hey, can you implicate the Bidens? This is a 2017 email. Okay, these emails were known commodities in 2017 by our government. Why do I know that? Because the investigation was going on by our government. Yet in 2020, with a straight face, they were like, laptop, schmaptop. This is debunked Russian information. This thing that we're holding a copy of in our hands and we know to be real. They did that, yo. They did that. If you're a Republican, a Democrat, or a Libertarian, they did that. And you can be like, I don't care. I'm a Democrat. My guy won. But you understand if that's how the government manipulates elections, we're not having elections. We're having shows. We're having production. Hair and makeup, lights, camera, action, that's what our elections have become. Okay, well, here's another quote. We were interested in following leads that went to Joe Biden, President Biden, not because he was vice president, but because in any normal investigation, if you see financial transactions between son and father and email correspondence going back and forth, text and messages and WhatsApp messages, in every investigation we have ever worked, we would follow those leads to the father, Shapley explained to Republican Pennsylvania Representative Brian Fitzpatrick. When you see 10 held by H for the big guy, and we have other correspondence where they are saying, don't call dad, you know, call dad something else, call him because we're trying to confuse or conceal who it is. That is an issue for concern. And was there 10 percent that went to the big guy? We'll never know because we weren't allowed to investigate that. Shapley added after a follow up question from Fitzpatrick. So they say emails that say Hunter's holding 10 percent of the foreign money for the big guy. Who's the big guy? Would you stop it? There's no other big guy in the family. Okay, you talk about Jim Biden. I mean, that, you know, he was in on this. He was getting paid above board. He was named as Jim Biden. He didn't have a nickname in any single transaction other than Jim Biden. That's what the guy was called. Bingo. So when they tell you big guy, big guy is a reference, as the email says, to he who must not be named. Okay, let me give you a little more. Hunter Biden business partner Gilyar appeared to text another ex-business associate, Tony Bobulinski, in May of 2017, urging him not to mention Joe Biden's involvement. Message released by the House Oversight Committee show. So House Oversight Committee releases a chain of text messages between the Hunter business, business partners. Okay. One of them says, hey, you can't mention Biden by name. Okay, Bob Alinsky told the FBI in October of 2020, in October of 2020, while they were killing the laptop and saying it was fake, Tony Bob Alinsky, the guy in the business deals with Hunter, the guy mentioned in all the emails, the guy mentioned in all these text messages I'm reading you, Tony Bob Alinsky told the FBI that he met with Joe Biden to discuss the Sinohawk joint venture proposal involving CEFC, a Chinese energy firm. 
So this is Hunter Biden's business partner telling the FBI in October of 2020, yeah, yeah, I met with Biden to discuss this project we were taking in money from China on. He told that to the FBI. What did the FBI do? They ran forward and said, no laptop. It's all made up. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. I am. Okay, let me take it a a step further. The negotiations resulted in the creation of Hudson West 3, a business arrangement created by Hunter Biden and CEFC associates in August of 2017. CEFC is controlled by the Chinese Communist government, just so we're on the same page. Funds from a Chinese firm flowed into Hudson West and resulted in a $40,000 check from Joe Biden's sister-in-law, Sarah Biden, in September of 2017, according to bank records released on November 1st by the Oversight Committee. So Sarah Biden, who's not involved in any of this, somehow gets a $40,000 check out of this account that happens to be doing business with the Chinese Communist Party. The IRS whistleblowers previously testified with allegations of special treatment given to Hunter Biden during the ongoing DOJ investigation into his taxes and firearms possessions. When he testified in May, Shapley disclosed to the Ways and Means Committee a threatening text Hunter appeared to send to a Chinese business associate where he invoked his father's presence. This is Hunter's full quote. I am sitting here with my father. We would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. Hunter Biden texted this on July 30th, 2017. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my action. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. So you understand that's Biden, okay, sitting next to Hunter saying, give me the money. My dad's here. We want the money. Give me the damn money. I want the money. Please give us money. But they're not saying please, okay? They're saying somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. And that somebody's going to be me if I don't get my money. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. I want my money. That's what he said. Want my money. Money, 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 money. Okay, and you understand, okay, there's a follow-up text that Hunter sent in August to a Chinese business associate bragging about how the Bidens are the best at doing what the associate's boss wants. The associate being whoever gives us money, we're the best at coming through on our promises. Listen, does Hunter Biden go to jail? I have no idea. Does this lead to Joe Biden getting removed from office? Who the hell knows? I don't know. They're all going on break for six weeks. But I do know we were told we couldn't discuss this story because it was a fake story. And now we're sitting here with 157 bank transactions, 96 shell accounts, and enough text to wrap around the rings of Saturn twice. Okay? And we were denied this information in the run-up to the election. I'm telling you because I care. Okay, the people running our democracy are the ones destroying it from within. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. Here is Jim Jordan reacting to Hunter Biden skipping his testimony, his deposition, clip five. We're disappointed they didn't show up. I mean, he was just across the way at the Capitol. You think he could come here and set the question? 
you do it in an open format now, you're going to get you're going to get filibusters, you're going to get speeches, you're going to get all kinds of things. Uh, what we want is the facts, and the way you get the facts in every single de- uh, every single investigation I've been involved in is you bring people in for an interview behind closed doors where you can get those facts, and then, as the chairman said, we'd love for him to come public. So you understand. Jordan laying out the case, as he did on this show a week ago, of why they wanted Hunter behind closed doors. They want to interview him. They don't want the theatrics of every Democrat who gets up, goes, this is a waste of the American people's time. We've got to worry about the climate. That would be AOC. AOC is a dope. But that's what they do. They filibuster. So Republican asks five minutes of questions. Democrat gets up there and says it's a witch hunt. Donald Trump's a white supremacist. MAGA's a bunch of racists. We're all going to die from climate change. All that stupid tolerance and inclusion garbage that has nothing to do with improving anybody's quality of life. Yes, we should all support, of course, tolerance and inclusion and whatever else I need to say to make sure the tolerance cloud doesn't burn down my house for disagreeing with them. It's the one thing about the people who say hate has no home here. It doesn't. But Molotov cocktails do. If you disagree with these people, they're coming to get you. Okay, but getting past that for a second. The Biden crisis management team that is getting paid tens of millions of dollars understanding that Hunter Biden is facing 42 years in prison, which will never serve just so we're on the same page. Okay, but a multitude of tax evasion charges against him and that there's overwhelming proof now that there was, in fact, a business and money was circulating amongst the Biden family in return for the contacts Hunter had given them within our government. That's established beyond any, you know, modicum of doubt. So what they've tried to do is lean in and say, oh, that's good news for us. No, no, you don't understand. We're glad that happened. I know we said the laptop was fake, never talked to my son about his business, never talked to my son's business partners about his business. I know that it's all been proven now that the laptop was real. I talked to my son quite a bit. I talked to his business partners quite a bit. But we're happy about this. That's what they're going with. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. We are. And sadly, it's because we bought previous crazies from these people. But Greg Stubbe, who is in the house talking about the impeachment inquiry, will take a timeout and let us know what he has on the sidelines after this on Fox Across America. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. Got a busy day on Capitol Hill. Nobody knows better than our next guest. He represents Florida's 17th Congressional District. House Judiciary Committee member, a House Foreign Affairs Committee member, a House Ways and Means Committee member. A lot of flair. If you know the movie Office Space, this guy has a lot of flair on his TGI Fridays uniform. Representative Greg Stubbe in the House. Hey, man. Oh, we might have lost Stubbe. Where is he? Can you get me? Oh, there you are. What's up, my man? How are you? Uh, I'm good. I made an Office Space reference. I don't know if you caught that movie, but it's a good one. Yeah, I, I'm not. not I, I didn't watch a lot of that, so right. I did. I, I did. I got the flair thing, though. So all right, fair, fair, fair. I just want you to know, like, I, I consider you a guy who gets like an A-list movie reference. Like, if I'm going to invoke a movie during your intro. I want you to know, like, you've earned the status of it's. You're going to be associated with a good movie. Yeah, a few times ago it was the it was the second up to Tom Cruise in the last Top Gun. Right? <laughs> I can't remember that actor's name. I mean, that's solid. You know, I mean, you were basically Scientology away from getting the role. Yeah, I mean that that was definitely a, a prohibitive part of it. But hey, you never know. <laughs> yeah, you're also probably too tall to fit in those fighter jets because you have to be short. You got to be like five seven. 
Yeah, I always thought that too. Well, at least these guys, the actors are. But all the fighter pilots that we have in Congress, they're all tall guys. August oh. Fluger, he's he's like my height or taller. That's funny. So, so you want to laugh, Stubby? That myth is probably spread by the actors. I think so because I knew a lot of guys that flew fighter jets when I was in the service, uh-huh. and they they would always say that the taller guys would lose their lunch when they had to do you know the big uh-huh. pulling the big G's. Yep. But uh, most of the guys I know are, are my height or taller. I'm 6'2". So. Wow, that's real. No, this is real insight. This is why you get Greg Stuby on the show. I know we could be asking you things about impeachment inquiries and Hunter Biden fleeing testimony. But, you know, Top Gun facts and figures matter to this audience. I'm not going to lie to you. That's um, right. I mean, there is important things out there to talk about. <laughs> so in terms of an inquiry, uh, we had Comer on the show yesterday. It sounds like there could be a vote late today. There will be a vote today at 5. Okay. Um, and, and it sounds like they believe they have the votes. Where are we there? Um, I just read an article that said that the you know some of our Republicans who are in Democratic districts have all said they're voting for it. I have heard Ken Buck will be a no. I, I, I can't articulate for the audience why yeah. he is. Uh-huh. Um, we can lose. We can't lose more than three. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a lot of de- there was like six Democrats that weren't present here yesterday. So I don't know if they flew back in for this. Okay. But um, I think it passes, uh, especially after the antics of Hunter Biden today. Yeah. If there was any Republican that was on the fence, that's in the Democratic district that didn't think that we should open an inquiry, and then you have somebody who is subpoenaed by a congressional committee to do a transcribed interview and basically thumbs his middle finger up at you, um, that gives you all the reason you need to have to vote for the inquiry so you can use that in court. Because now uh, Comer and Jordan are going to move in the court system to compel his testimony because he's thumbing his middle finger at us. And uh, it gives us a lot of judicial legal standing as a house. If we have opened a formal impeachment inquiry to be able to compel that testimony in court. So if there was any Republican on the fence today for him not showing up for his transcribed interview and pulling all the antics that he pulled today, that would definitely make you fall in the direction of, okay, we have to open up the impeachment inquiry so we can compel and or have the courts order him to testify to us. That's a great point. Uh, Florida Representative Greg Stubbe on the line from the 17th Congressional District. You know, one of the reasons this is going on is because the belief is out there, if you look at the testimony of the IRS whistleblowers, that this was a guy who expected to get away with stuff. You know, all investigatory paths to his father were blocked, according to their testimony in the IRS. And Hunter Biden basically showed up today uh, and acted like a guy who believes he's above this and believes that the government's always going to look out for him because of who he is. I mean, wouldn't you say your basic takeaway from watching this today is that that was very arrogant? Yeah, I mean, Hunter Biden doesn't get to dictate to the United States Congress the terms of his subpoena. And I know that he and his father have committed so many crimes and feel like they are so above the law that this is exactly the behavior that you would expect. Can you I mean, can you imagine just for a second if Trump or Trump's kids or Don Jr. or somebody didn't show up for a congressionally mandated subpoena while he was president? My goodness. Uh, the the yeah. mainstream media's heads would explode mm-hmm. and be calling for him to be jailed. Uh, oh, yeah. it's just a, it just shows you the weaponization. It shows you the arrogance. It shows you that they 100% believe they're above the law. And, uh, I'm very happy that we're going to keep moving forward, keep putting the pressure on them. And, and, and you brought up the IRS whistleblowers. I wish that was it's pub. The, the transcript is public, but the hearing wasn't, 
for people to see. It was absolutely fascinating. So this is the second time they have come in, and they came in with new evidence. Some of that evidence was hundreds of emails. So Joe Biden says he knew, had no knowledge of his son's business dealings. Yet there are hundreds of emails from fictitious email addresses while he's vice president to Hunter and his business associates. Like using email addresses like robinware at gmail.com from the vice presidency office. And these emails would tick up right before a Ukraine trip and right after a Ukraine trip. So now we're asking uh, the National Archives for the contents of said emails. But there was a lot of great information that these whistleblowers brought to the committee. Uh, One of those companies, Owaska, I think is the name of it, an LLC that Hunter Biden owned, received millions of dollars from a Chinese Chinese Communist Party energy company, and the day before, Comer released information from some of the subpoenas that Joe Biden himself got paid money out of Owaskam. So, like, you have Joe Biden actually receiving financial compensation from the LLCs that Hunter Biden was getting paid from Chinese Communist Party uh, entities. So, you, I mean, you, you can't make this stuff up, and it's just really fascinating how the Democrats just say, oh, there's no, there's no yeah. direct evidence that Joe Biden uh, was involved in any of the business dealings. We have th- hundreds of thousands of dollars of payments from his brother, mm. uh, Jim Biden, and from Hunter in these LLCs to Joe Biden. And I believe we still haven't gotten all of those, those information back from some of those subpoenas. So uh, it, it's, I, I think we should have impeached him six months ago. I'm glad we're moving forward with the impeachment inquiry today. That will give us a lot more legal standing as we move into the court system. Well, that's fascinating because one of the defenses people on the left try to trot out is they're like, well, you know, Hunter Biden didn't work in the government. But to me, that's even more damning because it's true he didn't work in the government. But his father was emailing him government information while all of this money was flying into their bank accounts, which makes and it, in my opinion, more egregious. Was, was was using his position to enrich his family. He even bra- Joe Biden bragged about getting that prosecutor fired, which yep. we now have emails mm-hmm. that they were that they were the the entities and Hunter Biden and all these other associates were working to get this guy fired. And Joe Biden used a billion dollars that the United States was supposed to give Ukraine as leverage. And if and if you don't fire this prosecutor, then you're not getting this billion dollars. And wouldn't you know it, he gets fired. Yep. And the Hunter Biden or the Biden family got, I think it was $6.7 million from their business dealings in Ukraine. So just because, I mean, this, this argument from the left that, oh, Joe Biden didn't take any money. Do you, if, if I said tomorrow, oh, I'm going to vote for Ukraine funding and my wife or my son or my brother was getting $5 million from the Ukrainian government, that's still a violation of 18 U.S.C. 201, public Mm -hmm. corruption, bribery, all of that. So the fact that his family was enriched by millions of dollars is is pertinent to the point. It doesn't matter that Joe received money, although he has, but his family was enriched for things that he did as vice president. I mean, it's fascinating, but I mean, and that is reality. And I think one of the reasons that you guys were hoping to get closed door testimony is so you could just get the facts, whereas an open hearing that he wants allows every Democrat to take five minutes to filibuster and yell and scream about witch hunts and every bad thing they want to accuse the Republican Party of. Was that essentially the motive for doing this behind closed doors, that it could be fact driven that way? 
Yeah, and let me let me touch on that real quickly because that is a very important point that you bring up. There's a reason why we brought him in for a transcribed in- interview. It's like a deposition mm-hmm. where you can walk through a series of questions for hours at a time. In a hearing that's in public, each member only gets five minutes. Mm-hmm. So you can't build on testimony and documents and, and do a deposition when each member only has five minutes. And so his lawyers, of course, want the public hearing. Because they're not going to be able to drill down on all of this evidence that we have and ask him very tough questions under oath. So this is all a public um, charade. Oh, we we want this in public. They want to do that because each member only gets five minutes, and then the Democrats get five minutes. And it's just a charade instead of really getting down to the information that we need and asking those questions and building upon previous questions. You can't do that in a hearing. You can only do that in a transcribed interview. Fascinating stuff. I will say this, Greg Stubbe, you may have just gotten the role in the next Top Gun. Oh, I hope so. It probably pays a lot better than Congress. <laughs> well, listen, man, if you, you get on you get on those Pelosi stock tips, we might be having a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, right? Another conversation yeah. for another time. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family, my man. You too. Merry Christmas. See you soon, brother. There he goes, the great Greg Stubbe. And if you really let it sink in, in, fact, in terms of what he just told you, okay, the Bidens... We're running a massive influence peddling scheme. Okay, they were making mountains of money. They have a mountain of financial evidence that corresponds with emails, that corresponds with a timetable for when the spike in emails and communications from Biden to his son occurred. Do you understand anywhere else in America? This is a racketeering. This is a RICO case. This is something that ends in multiple perp walks. Like, I'm not a sensationalist. I'm not a guy who gets on the radio and just wants to, like, gin up the base. I want you to go home and have fun. I don't care what you do tonight. You're listening to the show. You're concerned about your country. You find politics to be a source of entertainment, but also a source of, you know, intellectual interest and at times frustration because a lot of this stuff is so cutthroat and it doesn't feel like the country's headed in the right direction. I don't wade into that in hopes of making your day worse. Okay, I wade into that in hopes of just being a port in a storm where you feel like you have a friend that kind of levels with you and you might think I'm a little off, you might think I'm a little on, it doesn't matter. Okay, the reality here is we're living in a screenplay. You know, all those wild fantasies. Remember, for as long as we lived... There was a fantasy involving a guy like Donald Trump. I don't mean Donald Trump specifically. I just mean a guy with no background in politics whatsoever walking in off the street and winning the presidency. There were movies made about it. Chris Rock had head of state. There was a Warren Beatty movie, Bullworth. You know, all of these movies that are in our lexicon about, oh, could you imagine one day a guy who's not a senator, not a governor, doesn't do anything, just walks in and wins the presidency? Could you imagine, bro? No, I can't. That'll never happen. Some guy ain't going to walk in off the streets and win the presidency. Wrong. Trump did that. He won the presidency. The Hollywood screenplay version of America. But he's been succeeded in office by Joe Biden, who could be starring in that other film that's been in our vernacular for a long time which is an actual compromised president. Now, the Democrats told us for the entirety of Trump's term that he was owned by foreign entities. It was made up by these sick people. But do you understand every one of their investigations were dead ends? They were dead ends because they knew 
they knew, like the Trump-Russia story, just so you get it, that was opposition research bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign to create a counter-narrative to her private email scandal. Okay, we know that because of their actual testimony, because of actual documents and Freedom of Information Act requests, but most importantly, from the Mueller probe. The Mueller probe was supposed to find collusion between Trump and Russia and drag him out of office. Instead, what the Mueller probe actually proved was that the whole thing was made up. Now, when you understand that the Democrats are always accusing Republicans of what they do, Okay, the Democrats spent the better part of four years. Trump's corrupt. He's owned by foreign entities. His kids are making dirty money overseas. Never mind that Ivanka Trump made a lot of money overseas but had a legitimate business. Jared Kushner's made a lot of money in the Middle East. He has a legitimate business. They didn't send him money just because. But you see, those are the charges against the Trump family that very much read like projection. Don't ever forget. Okay, they projected onto Trump that he was meddling around with foreign aid in Ukraine. He was impeached because, according to the Democrats, he threatened to withhold money from Ukraine if they didn't do what he wanted. And according to the Democrats, that's high treason. Well, apparently nobody ever told this guy who bragged about withholding foreign aid from Ukraine. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. Okay, that's Joe Biden openly bragging. That's 2018 to doing the thing they impeached Trump for. Okay, they spent the whole, oh, Trump. They're corrupt. They're making money overseas. Now, what did we come to find out? His kid made tens of millions of dollars, didn't pay any insurance on it, any taxes on it. And we now have multiple emails and we have sworn testimony implicating Joe Biden in this money making apparatus. This despite the fact that they told us it was Russian disinformation. You can't talk about it in the run up to the election. Okay, the Democrats who are always weaponizing some form of projection, okay? Always guilty of the thing they're accusing Republicans of. Have me genuinely believing. I say this as someone who's met a lot of you and shook your hand and looked you in the eye and introduced you to my family. I have credit with you as a person. And I'm telling you with a straight face, I believe in this moment that Joe Biden is compromised. I really do. And the efforts being made to stop the Republican inquiry into exactly what happened, how, why, and when really is crazy. Because they're fighting it at every turn. But the harder they fight it, the closer the Republicans come to exposing this whole house of cards for what it is, which is a scam. And I'm just telling you to buckle up because those people in Washington are capable of doing anything if it means getting their way. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. A show so good, it's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as, and, uh, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh. Hunter Biden summoned to the Hill today to answer for the accusation that the Bidens were laundering money and that the government covered it up. And I got to be honest, for a guy who is accused of having the government 
put the fix in for him. He didn't really do anything to dispel that notion. He was like, I'll do whatever I want. I'm not testifying. Shut up. Get the president of the United States' son right now. Okay. Right now, in this moment. I keep forgetting I'm president. I don't doubt that he does keep forgetting he's president, but the fact remains the president's son just defied a subpoena. Okay, that, you know, I don't like to do the like, could you imagine if this was Trump or a Republican? But yo, bro, hey, girl, the world would be on fire. They would be marching in the streets right now. Dude, they held our country hostage for three years over Russia, and it was pretend. We didn't have IRS agents on under sworn oath. We didn't have 157 banking records. We had nothing, nothing other than Adam Schiff wanting to tell you he had collusion as far as the eye could see. This guy's a serious ass. Is he ever? Okay, but in this instant, when we have real evidence everywhere and real testimony, they're trying to give us the old shutout. I'm telling you because I care. It's complete and total bull. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom, there it is. And here we go. Big hour coming up on Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking to Daniel Turner, the executive director of Power the Future, who takes us inside the latest climate scam uh, playing out right now. United Nations climate change negotiators coming to agreement on Wednesday to transition away from fossil fuels. Uh, why are they doing such a thing in this moment? Money, 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 money. Okay, and we will explain uh, where that money is headed and why. 888-788-9910. We are, of course, monitoring the ongoing Biden developments on Capitol Hill. Hunter Biden fleeing his subpoena this morning, says he's not going to testify. He wants it done publicly. Why? Because then other Democrats can filibuster and yell and scream and call Republicans white supremacists and transphobes and everything in between. Uh, the reason Republicans wanted him behind closed doors is that's actual sworn testimony all about the facts. The full transcripts ultimately get released, and we have full transparency to the American people. So anybody who's telling you, oh, this should be done publicly because we want to get the real story. You don't get that's clown stuff because you don't get the real story. You get four minutes, five minutes for each actual line of questioning. You don't get the ability to follow up and cross reference documents and evidence and everything in between. So what the Republicans had proposed was a closed door testimony to be followed up on in public uh, at a later date. What Hunter Biden proposed was a middle finger, fled the subpoena, and Republicans are now talking about holding him in contempt. We're not there yet, but at the end of the day today, we expect the full House of Representatives to vote on whether or not to take the next step of launching an impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. Okay, that doesn't mean he's impeached. That means they are authorizing further investigatory powers to look into the business dealings between Joe and Hunter. Are you the big man, Joe? So far, all of Hunter Biden's Business associates have testified that, yes, Joe Biden is the big man. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. So you understand, okay? when we get into this story and you hear everybody retreat to their neutral corner, I'm on the Republican side, I'm on the Democratic side. Okay, I'm standing in the middle of this ring. I am a referee. My side is the American side. I don't care if I piss off Republicans listening right now. Obviously, Democrats, you're going to be mad either way because it's what a lot of you get out of bed to do these days. Pass the guacamole, 
That's cultural appropriation. You're not Mexican. Like, can you imagine living that way? Being one of the outraged people who just get out of bed looking for things to get upset at. My gosh, that sounds like a flesh prison. That's not a life. You're trapped inside a flesh prison with a miserable warden that runs on grievance. God, I never want to be a part of that. But stick with me. Okay. Standing in the center of the ring as the American referee, understand there's an effort being made on both sides to mobilize their base behind a narrative. Okay, the Democratic narrative is they're going after Hunter Biden's addiction. They're shaming a father for his love for his addicted son. That is a fact check false. They're going after Hunter Biden because we have 157 suspicious activity reports filled out against the Biden family by the Obama, Obama, Obama Treasury Department, not the Trump Treasury Department, not the George W. Bush Treasury Department, Barack Obama as president. His Treasury Department flagged the Bidens 157 times and said there's something about this that doesn't look legit. Okay, so start there. We then have multiple IRS whistleblowers by name on record under oath saying the top tier of our Justice Department stopped them from investigating Joe Biden. The fix was in not a real investigation. They testified to that as the investigators. We also have two of Hunter Biden's living, breathing business partners also testifying under oath that Joe Biden was the brand And he was getting a 10% kickback on everything Hunter Biden did. We also have 96 shell accounts in which money traveled through from foreign entities into the Biden family bank accounts. Some of them were sister-in-laws. Some of them were grandkids. You understand people doing legitimate business don't move their money through 96 different shell accounts before it hits the account they want it in. The reason that's done is every one of those financial transactions makes it a little harder to identify the origin source of the money. It's called money laundering. It's something they do in racketeering, okay, cases. And you understand when what James Comer has subpoenaed, we also have thousands of emails sent from Joe Biden as vice president to his son, Hunter Biden. Democrats go, oh, Hunter doesn't work in the government. Why are we going after a guy who doesn't work in the government? Why? Because his dad did work in the government and sent the kid 3,000 emails of government information under a pseudonym at a time when his son was taking in money from foreign entities attempting to do business with our government. Okay, if this is any other place in the world but Washington, my gut here is half the Biden family has already taken a perp walk on live TV. And I'm not saying that to get you worked up. I'm saying that because we have an actual mountain of corroborated evidence. Evidence from the IRS, evidence from the son's business partners, evidence from his hard drive, evidence from Barack Obama's Treasury Department. With that being said, we are living in the death of shame, which is why AOC can get on TV and say this. That not only is the committee not allowing Hunter Biden to testify publicly, but they have not called a single witness, a single first-hand witness to any of their allegations. They haven't allowed anybody 
to testify publicly because they do not have a single witness to any of their alleged allegations. You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. No kidding. AOC is a dope. Okay, understand this. When she says they haven't called a single witness. We have four witnesses on record. Two who were members, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, of the highest ranking tax investigation, tax fraud team we have in the IRS. The tippy top of tax fraud, the guys that would go after sovereign wealth funds, foreign entities, billionaire hedge funds, that's who was investigating Hunter Biden's business dealings. And they both said they were blocked from fully pursuing Joe, but based on what they had seen, there was 10% being held for the big guy. It's pretty big testimony. Okay, both of Hunter Biden's business partners, the guys repeatedly named in these emails, both said Joe Biden was the brand getting a 10% cut. So why would AOC get out on TV and say they don't even have a single solitary witness? Why would they do that? She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Some of the worst human beings alive work in politics. Okay, the worst human beings alive, people who are willing to get on TV and sell you a narrative that frames them as some type of a truth teller, some type of a defender of the little guy, but are shamelessly lying you in the face and along the way also not looking out for the little guy. So AOC's district, as you know, she famously killed off 100,000 Amazon jobs for her district, which badly needs it, Because when she took up politics as a side hustle to her main gig as an Instagram influencer, she decided the rich were bad and they don't pay their fair share. Ergo, we're not going to let Amazon open up a facility here in New York. And all the money in the high-paying jobs that were meant to go to her district got sent somewhere else. Does that sound like a woman looking out for the little guy? The answer would be no. AOC famously went down to the border under Donald Trump and posted an embarrassing selfie of herself crying because of kids in cages. What an idiot. Okay. Never mind that the policy began under a guy by the name of Barack Obama. Don't be thick, all right? The fact remains that under Joe Biden, the number of children crossing our border is over 400% higher than it was under Donald Trump. Are there any pictures of AOC crying for those little guys? The answer would be no. It's not about the people. It's about the politics, you guys. Okay, AOC's district right now has a historic spike in violent crime. AOC getting out there talking about violent crime? The answer would be no. No, she's telling you we got to look out for these Hamas protesters. Islamophobia is on the rise. And that's what she wants you to believe because she's capable of anything if she thinks it frames her and her side in a sympathetic light. These people who get into politics, a lot of them are nerds. They're not cool people, okay? They get very drunk on the power and influence that comes from being in politics. And you know what else they really get into? Oh, do they ever get into it? They love the idea of money, 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 money. I mean, AOC will tell you Elon Musk is a white supremacist. But you know what AOC drives? AOC drives a Tesla. Just like Elon Musk makes, okay? AOC is a fraud. 
She is a garbage human being. To get on TV and say the Republicans don't have a single solitary witness, not only will they not let Hunter Biden testify, this is designed to mobilize one side of the aisle, give them a political talking point so they can weaponize their emotions as facts. They can believe with all the fiber in there being Republicans are the bad guys. Hey, come on, man. Time was just because a kid with no background in energy could start making tens of millions of dollars from companies that were negotiating with the government his father was the vice president of, you know, time was you could do that. We wouldn't have an issue. Just because they killed a laptop in the run-up to an election said we couldn't share it and it all turned out to be true. I mean, what's the big idea here? What's wrong with these Republicans? You know, time was a politician could take foreign money, wire it through 96 different bank accounts, give it to their grandkids. Nobody batted an eye. I mean, do you believe these Republicans? That's what she's saying to you. At a time when, understand, the IRS, the IRS says, oh, no, the fix was in. This is not the fix was in. We couldn't pursue it to the top. At a time when his business partners are under oath saying, oh, no, the top was Joe Biden. He was getting a 10% cut of the money. He was the brand. That's why they were doing this. That's why he called in. Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, claimed that Joe Biden called into Hunter Biden's business meetings 22 times on record that he could prove. 22 times he testified under oath under the threat of perjury. Okay, he testified to that. The White House, knowing, okay, that the actual proof existed, tried to lean in and do what? They said, well, come on. Okay, he did call in. All right, fine, we admit it. I know we said he had never talked to his son about his business. I know we said he'd never talked to his son's business partners. I know we had said there is no business. It's Russian disinformation, but we're coming clean today. Biden did call into the meetings 22 times, but they were just talking about the weather. Come on, don't bullshit me. But that's exactly what they did. And now they're back to saying it was all lies. Ah, it's made up. It's a witch hunt. And that's what AOC is going with. But you understand, when you're weaponizing emotions as facts, we live in a very dangerous time where people are willing to fight to the death because they truly don't have the self-awareness to know they're wrong. Okay, for all the talk about violent rhetoric and bad rhetoric influencing the actions of others. Okay, you understand the Democrats trying to draw a moral equivalency between Israel and Hamas. You know, Israel and Hamas were doing hostage exchanges. Israel, okay, was getting back from Hamas women and children. Hamas was getting back terrorists, convicted war criminals. Kind of gives you an idea of who's taking what hostage, of who has the correct moral compass here. Hamas paraglides into a rave, kills everybody in sight, throws 41 babies in ovens, and AOC and the squad go, yeah, but. I mean, you got to look at it there. I mean, there's two sides to every story. No, there's not. In certain instances, there isn't. This happens to be one of those instances. Hunter Biden is up against an absolute mountain of evidence. Okay, does it mean he goes to jail? Probably not. I'm sure they'll put the fix in. I'm sure they'll run the clock out for Joe Biden. I don't actually sit here and go, oh, they're going to jail. But are they compromised? 100 percent they're compromised because you wouldn't be going to this length to obstruct the process if you had nothing to hide. Okay, remember this. Trump let the Mueller probe play out. Didn't fire Mueller. Okay, let him investigate whatever the hell they wanted. He talked a lot of smack on Twitter. Good God, did he ever. But at the end of the day, the reason he didn't fire Mueller is because he knew if he fired Mueller, it would create the perception that there was a there there. You'd go, oh, look, see, he had something to hide. Okay, the Democrats, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, okay, they're out there very much behaving like they got something to hide. Okay, peddling a myth out of an idiot like AOC 
Okay, that there's no business partners, there's no records, there's no evidence. I mean, good goodness. I mean, just what a shameless circus clown she happens to be. Good God, it's gross. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. Boom! Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with Daniel Turner in the next break about the U.N. Climate Summit. Uh, they're telling us, you know, no more fossil fuels. We can control the weather. You are so full of sh**. Guys, nobody can control the weather, okay? That's absurd. <laughs> if we can control the weather, we're doing a bad job today. I'd like it to be 75 and sunny here in New York, uh, but we don't have that option. Okay, we have no proof that man is causing the climate to change, nor do we have any proof that phasing out fossil fuels will actually change the climate that together. Okay, understand what fossil fuels do is save lives. Fossil fuels keep us air conditioned in the summer, keep us heated in the winter, give us the opportunity to transport our cars. And oh, by the way, every electric vehicle on the road powered by fossil fuels. They don't plug into the sun. They don't plug into the wind. They don't plug into a hydro pump. They plug into good old-fashioned power grids. Every product you interact with, 98% of the products you physically touch in your day were manufactured and transported using fossil fuels. So when people say, oh, we got to phase them out, number one, we don't actually have that capability. But number two, if we're really talking about clean energy, Okay, nuclear energy would absolutely positively be on the table. Are any of these people discussing nuclear energy? The answer would be no. It's cleaner and it's safer, but they don't talk about it. Okay, why do they not talk about it? Because there's a lot of money to be made doing it through solar and wind. He knows what he's talking about. They get big money, they get big endowments, okay, and the people pushing these policies, they all have financial gain to be made in pushing them. Al Gore has made a gazillion dollars telling you to reduce your carbon footprint, the end is near. Yet Al Gore, like everybody else, flies around and climb in private jets. And oh, by the way, his Tennessee mansion has an electric bill that would make the Las Vegas Strip look Amish. Okay, these people are frauds. John Kerry, no different, flying around in his wife's Heinz ketchup plane. Okay, you understand. I mean, he's a guy who can't fly publicly because they confuse him with the horse from Mr. Ed. But even though as a climate guy, it looks a little ridiculous. But they make so much money pushing this. Here was Trump speaking to Sean Hannity about this. Clip 27. John Kerry has to be stopped. He's destroying our country. This guy. I mean, think of it. He goes all over the world in a private jet, by the way. He goes all over the world talking to these people about getting rid of coal plants. They all laugh at him. They, you know... Treat him with respect. He's gone. They say, what an idiot. What a jerk. <laughs> and then they go ahead and they build their coal plants. Yep. And that's how it works. And back here in America, every person who just signed a climate treaty with us that's non-binding, which means they don't have to honor it, keeps opening up coal plants. And then they come back to America, pass around the collection plate. We're all going to die. But don't worry. We control the weather. Just give us some cash. And that's how it works. Pay up, suckers. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The message coming out of this cop is 
We are moving away from fossil fuels. We're not turning back. That is the future. And the United States is going to continue to lead the charge on this, uh, on the home front through investments in the Inflation Reduction Act and bipartisan infrastructure law. Oh, man. Oh, shut up, woman. I mean, that is John Kerry. Want you to believe we're going to move away from fossil fuels. We're going to solar and wind. Uh, But here's a reality check. We can't have solar and wind without oil. Bingo. Nobody knows better than our next guest, the executive director and a fan favorite on this show. The executive director of Power of the Future, a fan favorite of just the show. Daniel Turner back in the house. Hey, girl. Jamie Fales, great to be on with you, brother. Uh, John Kerry, man. I mean, good goodness gracious. I know. I mean, you just have at it, whatever you want to say. I'm like, I'm Trump had a great moment in the town hall last week. He's talking to Hannity. And he's just like, John Kerry must be stopped. Like, I just, I got it. I get it. I, and that, that was enough for me because anybody paying attention to the world right now, okay, sees our freedoms shrinking, sees government intervention into our private lives increasing, and sees a fallacy that we're going to be living in a world with a drastically reduced reliance on fossil fuels without actually killing people like fossil fuels air conditioning heat everything in between we can't do it can we and then john Kerry got on his wife's ketchup jet and flew (laughs) to their beach house in nantucket right and uh, the whole time demanding that you give up your gas-powered leaf blower um (laughs) john Kerry is everything the climate change movement is uh it is the effete uh, beta males uh, uh, who has no other concern in the world, right? It's the guy who who leaves a bad Yelp review um, for for his Uber Eats driver, right? It's it's the guy who who sends back, you know, or orders his salad with the dressing on the side, right? It is it is genuinely the the the, the concern of someone who has nothing else going on in their life. And it. and you know, kudos to John who who did marry a wealthy heiress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't begrudge him his his billions of dollars of his wife's dead husband's money, um, but but most of us don't have that luxury, right? Most of us do have to live in the day to day, and we do see the price at the grocery store, and we are filling up our cars. Um, but he is so far removed from from what regular Americans are experience experiencing that he's able to make these just asinine proclamations. We're going to live in a world without oil. It, it is. It's the religion of beta men and bored suburban housewives. Um, <laughs> and if you have nothing else going on in your world, you start working about worrying about climate change. Yeah, so here's a great point, okay, and this just crystallized in my brain as you were speaking and calling it a <laughs> brilliantly describing it as beta men and bored housewives. I do think climate change, okay, is something that resonates with people who on some small scale probably feel guilt about the fact that they're living a very prosperous life and did nothing mm-hmm. to earn it. And the fact yeah. that they've done nothing to earn it, okay, they kind of assuage that guilt by going, but, 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 I am saving the world here, okay? Yeah. And they take on climate change as a way of kind of making peace with the guilt they feel, however absurd the notion of man controlling the weather happens to be. Yeah. Oh, that's, that is a brilliant point. Uh, it, it really is. And it also explains why people are still writing million-dollar checks to Ivy League schools despite oh. all the garbage they, they <laughs> pump out. You know, if you're a billionaire and you feel guilty about your money and you've been taught to feel guilty, right? I mean, uh-huh. we're going on how many years since Barack Obama was elected? Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're going on 15 years of, of 
intense class warfare in this nation, something that is very new to American society, right? But Barack Obama began that war and and has escalated it ever since. Um, If you are worth lots of money, you've been taught that you're somehow a polluter, that you're evil, that you're not paying your fair share, right? Despite those those amazing statistics coming out of New York, New York City, Mm -hmm. how what small percentage of the of the population pays. 40% 40% of the taxes, right? And yeah. every one millionaire who's like, I am done with the Upper East Side. I am going to Palm Beach. I mean, that's a huge percentage of New York's budget that is leaving with that one individual. Yep. Um, but yet, despite all of that, they have been taught now for well, going on 20 years that they're the bad guy. So, yeah, to assuage that guilt um, and also maybe to keep Greta Thunberg from getting her means to throw bricks through your window. <laughs> You care about climate change, right? And those are the issues. You embrace those ide- ideas to be to be left alone and to assuage your guilty conscience. <laughs> We're talking to Daniel Turner. Uh, we're psychoanalyzing the climate movement. Uh, listen, our speculation is as much to go on as anything they have. Uh, so I don't feel guilty in doing it. They've got no, no ours is built on science, Jimmy. This yeah. is science, and you yeah. can't debate science. <laughs> <laughs> I do laugh. Uh, one of the points I make a lot uh, is it's true. Climate change is white privilege. Okay, as a guy who was a cab driver and legitimately the only white cab driver in a garage of 350 drivers, nobody, uh, nobody, and I do mean nobody, whether they were from the hood or they migrated here from the third world, had the luxury of caring what the weather was going to do in 50 years because they were very concerned with pressing needs facing them today. And if you look out at the climate movement, the vast, vast, vast majority of the people pushing it are really elite white people. It's like the transgender movement. Transgenderism is white privilege. Do you know any minorities that are demanding a new body (laughs) for Christmas this year? Dude, you're hoping to get a secondhand toy. We're doing a toy drive in the inner city right now, and no one wrote a letter to Santa asking for a vagina. You know, I might have, but it wasn't just an individual. I wasn't taking it for parts. You know, we were looking for the whole thing. This is – you're great. Um, it, would be, it would be a comedy skit um, if you wrote this, and it would not be believable. It wouldn't make it out of the writer's room if you said, let's do a climate event where all the guys on stage are all multi-billionaires, right? You've got Bill Gates. Yeah. You've got Tom Steyer. You've got John Kerry. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Al Gore, who's not a multi-billionaire. He's worth a measly $500 million, so maybe they don't consider him. Well, no one wants to sit with Al Gore anyway at the table. Um, but these are the folks who lead the climate movement, right? These are folks who have luxury and wealth and and I don't care, right? I'm not, and I'm, maybe I'm a little envious because I'd like it myself. But I'm not trying to confiscate it. I'm I'm not trying to get them to pay more in taxes. I don't think they're bad people because they're rich. Mm-hmm. But these are the people who are trying to tell the rest of us that, yep, you all have to get on trains. You have to give up your gas-powered leaf blower. You have to stop eating meat, right? You yeah. have to change your lifestyle for this climate movement. But I, Michael Bloomberg, have 14 homes around the nation. How about the best of them? The best of the best yeah. is His Majesty, King Charles III, mm-hmm. who, who literally owns England, right? And mm-hmm. you know, people don't realize that private property isn't is really an American concept. Yeah. It's his island, yeah. right? And his own estates are in the hundreds of millions of acres. But it's his. Yeah. You know, he he sat on a throne with a diamond that was worth five hundred million dollars on his head. 
telling us that we have to reduce for the planet. <laughs> You're like, this would be a terrible SNL skit if someone if someone wrote it. Oh my goodness, it's so funny. We're talking to Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power of the Future, and it's true. We've passed the point of parody. And, you know, I can laugh about it. It's kind of a coping mechanism. But I just want to keep coming back to the fact that everybody needs to understand that the climate thing, it's just such a scam. And the reason I'm so bothered by this is because what I see them doing, this is my horse sense, is they're treating climate like COVID. And they want to declare a climate emergency so the government can take away more freedoms. And when you hear things like, you know, these U.N. climate summits and these global treaties, it very much reads. It very, it's like if Fauci was into weather. Do you not see it trending in that direction? No, 100%. 100%. It's, it's, the, same, uh, it's the same leftist beliefs. It's the same collectivist ideology as we saw in COVID. You know, you, you replace Fauci with, with uh, John Kerry. It's really no different in terms of the tactics they want to use, the limit, limitation of your property, of your speech, of your freedom of movement. Um, for this larger agenda. The only thing that's going to push climate out of the way next is, of course, Gaza, because that's the new sexy thing on the block, right? Yeah. But whether it's Gaza, whether it's climate, whether it's COVID, whether it's the same ideology just wrapped in a different blanket, and it's usually the same people that's behind so it, right? If you're not laying down dead in the street for climate, now you're laying down dead in the street for Gaza. Either way, you and I who are trying to drive home, we're <laughs> stuck in traffic because there's some idiot lying down dead in the street. <laughs> Paid for by George Soros. Oh, it is my favorite thing in the world is that you are 100% right in saying it's the same people. Like, protesting has become a thing. Like, you know, some people follow the Grateful Dead around the country. <laughs> now that's like, oh, I, I haven't, I, I'm going to the Hate Has No Home here in Minneapolis tonight. What are you guys doing? No, we're going to the Coexist in Philadelphia. All right, have fun. Check in. And that's what they're doing. Absolutely. And it will be co-opted as part of the 2024 elections. Right. Four years ago, they were burning down our cities for 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 George mm-hmm. Floyd. Now they're going to burn down their, our cities either for Gaza or for climate. But either way, you need people to burn down American cities yep. um, and, and you need to have people conform to what the thing is now. And the sad thing is, is that in another year and a half, there'll be another one. Yeah. We can't foresee it right now, but someone's getting ready to pull the strings on it. Yep. But the tactics are always the same. You and I need to shut up. And if you don't agree, you're a threat to democracy and um, and wear your mask. <laughs> and, <or don't laughs> and people will die. Give us our way or people will oh, die. Yes. It's always. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. We went from will de- agree to disagree to you're a murderer. A murderer. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a hell of a leap, but that is reality. And, but what's funny about 80,000 yeah. of them all gathered in Dubai to tell us this. 80,000 people. It took them three weeks to write this damn accord, Jimmy. You and I could do it in probably an hour. You, you want to end fossil fuels? Okay. It took 80,000 people three weeks in Dubai, of all places. <laughs> Holy cow. All we can assume is that. The Russian hookers and the cocaine must have been off the charts to stay three weeks. Right, that's the only reason why they were there. That's probably why Hunter blew off the subpoena. (laughs) It's like I'm going to Dubai. This Russian hookers and cocaine. For the climate, yeah, for for the climate, obviously. For the climate, of course. You're snorting the cocaine because it's a high pollutant. You're getting it out of the way because it would pollute. And, And then the resolution. Is COP twenty nine right? You. We're going to say we, we got to do this again next year, and they're already planning it, it's, right? They're already planning the next one because they will say that this resolution is not enough 
we need more serious action, so how about we get together again in a year uh, and we send the bill to the American people? Yeah. And you and I are going to be back here having the same conversation saying, seriously, we're paid for another multi-million dollar climate conference, not just – you get tired of getting screwed, Jimmy. And you, and you know what? You know what kills me is they're eating a better cut of steak than we'll ever have in our lives. <laughs> oh, all these meat has to be eliminated, people. Oh my goodness, they're eating angel meat. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have more baby polar bear, please. Would you like the tartar? Absolutely. Can I have the, yeah. the dry aged saber tooth tiger fetus steak, please? <laughs> It's if we don't laugh at this, we would absolutely go insane. But I mean, it's called COP twenty eight because they've done it for twenty eight years oh now. My God, I mean, so they'll just do another one year after year, and every year they're going to tell us this time if we don't act, it's the end. Right? <laughs> this time it's serious. The planet's dying. The ice is melting. The uh-huh. water's doing whatever we want it to do. The, the, my favorite is they say it was the hottest year on record, mm. right? Hottest mm. year on record. As far as we know, the thermometer is not very old, but I'm sure that the temperatures that they took in Uzbekistan in 1900, <laughs> I'm sure they're as accurate as could be, right? That is so amazing. they're like the, the, <laughs> it's it's just such a load of crap. The uh-huh. more you dig into it, it just gets infuriating. Well, it's funny that you say that uh, as we wrap it up. I was playing this clip last week from Hillary, and she was talking about how we can now quantify statistically the people who die from climate change, which, of course, we can't. But she was talking about, well, we need to eliminate fossil fuels because we have too many heat deaths. I'm like, well, if you eliminate fossil fuels, you eliminate air conditioning. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We, we've and got we'll an, get a lot more heat deaths. Yeah. We've got an arson problem in this town, so we're going to eliminate the yeah. fire department. That way everybody's yeah. safer. I mean, it's the stupidest it's thing I've ever crazy heard. crazy for the— Clinton's to talk about quantifying deaths also, right? I mean, <laughs> maybe you all shouldn't wade into that conversation. It's so funny. I was on Ingram last night, and one of the sound bites was about Bill Gates. I didn't know it was going to be one of the sound bites, but, like, I walked headfirst into, like, the greatest Bill Gates joke of all time. I won't even tell it on this show because in my in the moment, I had the good sense to realize I shouldn't, have to- I shouldn't tell it on our show, and I actually didn't. Like, I dove on the brakes. But man, oh boy, oh man, the point is <laughs> defense wins championships. They're all a scam. And I'm glad you've pointed out that it's all the same people because this one thing I keep coming back to, okay, is the hate has no home here people are the climate people. They're the same yep. people, as you know. And do you know what the yep. hate has no home people are doing right now, America? They're walking around college campuses yelling to kill the Jews. Uh, yep. Hate may not have a home here, but neither do the Jews, apparently. Interesting, right, Turner? It's they're the same folks at every single one of those rallies, and you're absolutely right. Whether it was BLM, whether it was Antifa, whether it was Occupy Wall Street, remember when that was the oh, thing back yeah. in New York not long ago? Yeah. Right, those hordes of dirty people in that park in yeah. in, in Zuccotti Park. Yep. Yeah. You I know, remember. just sitting there unwashed and filthy yeah. and defecating, all in the name of. What? No one knows what. Yeah, right? And and the reason why it happens over and over again is because they are paid. That's the important thing you have to realize. They are getting paid. Yeah. And whenever when you scratch your head and say, Don't any of you have a job? Right? Yeah. How are you all protesting yeah. all day long? It's like that is their job. So when people like Michael Bloomberg say we're giving five hundred million dollars to combat climate change, that's where the money is going. He's paying for those folks and the Antifa folks. They're all paid for. They're paid so that people like you and I shut up that's and a- live in fear that they're the ones in control. Well tell Bloomy to throw in a bar of soap, okay? <laughs> Jeez. I'm 
unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, man, oh boy. Uh, Daniel Turner, we love talking to you. This was a great one. I'll see you soon, brother. Thanks, Jimmy. My man, the great Daniel Turner. There he goes. There we go back after this. You're listening to the show that Standard & Poor describes as Standard & Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you're trying to get a last-minute Christmas present, pre-order my book. You're going to love it. It's actually good. Uh, Foxnewsbooks.com. It's called the Cancel Culture Dictionary. Uh, I hate everything I do. I have to. Like, when you guys come up to me in person, you're like, I love your show. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? The show's terrible. That's how I run. That's my actual creative process. Like, I tell you guys everything you need to know about me. I have to walk around hating everything all day because it keeps me working hard. If I actually looked around and was like, wow, Jimbo, look what you're doing. That's when you get lazy. That's when you get fat. That's when you lose the eye of the tiger. Have you seen Rocky Three? When he talks to Rock about the eye of the tiger, he's got his big trophy of himself now. Paulie's buying him a robot. That's, a, that's Rocky Four. But the point is he's living high on the hog, driving around on a Harley fat boy. Okay, you can't be that guy. You got to keep working hard. But as I was recording the audio book last week, I was like, holy hell, this thing came out so good. Who wrote this? And I was like, oh, my God, I did. I actually liked myself for like a half hour. So foxnewsbooks.com, if you want a great Christmas present, buy it for somebody. Tell, tell me. I'll send you an autograph. Whatever you need. All good. And here are the dates for the 2024 beginnings of my stand-up tour. This is not the whole tour. This is where we start in March, okay? March 1st. We are in Idaho Falls. Make update at the Colonial Theater Friday night, March 1st. Okay, March 2nd, Crest Theater in Sacramento. Hey, girl, sold it out last year. We'll sell it out this year. The Ponte Vedre Theater, Saturday, March the 9th. And then we roll out, okay, and this is a wild one if you're paying attention at home. Spokane, Washington, Helena Civic Center. Okay, that is the 29th of March and the 30th. But this show is over. Pay up, get out, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Don't be a From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.